Steel, the mighty Rangers. Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of the Mighty Shakers podcast, where we are here to talk about Berry, where everyone is welcome to listen, even Glenn Thomas. Uh, I'm joined here by Armin, Elliot and star striker Benito Lowe. Welcome to the podcast. Good evening. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. We tend to kick it off with people's first memories of Berry FC, so... I suppose for you, you were our first ever signing. Uh, yeah, um, well, yeah, my first memory's been took off us now by the league. Um, <laughs> but I won't forget about that moment. Um, but yeah, the Gloucester one would stand out straight away. Um, actually, when I say that, the Bradford one as well, because I always say, like, the tunnel, when you come down the tunnel, you can't really hear noise like, from the fans and that until you get near the end. Um, and it was, it was an unbelievable feeling when we came out against Bradford. Um, then we're five nil down in half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrendous for us because obviously we used to be in the same division as Bradford and, and above them as well. And then it was like one of the first, like first game back that we come to a gig and we were getting pinged. It was great to be back, but at the same time it was just. I remember looking up at the uh, scoreboard after twenty six minutes. It said five nil. I turned to Big Joe. I told him to the lad I can't remember who was playing next to me. I said, "Can you blow it now?" Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, to be fair, we did we did quite well after that. I think the odd conceded. What scores did? Six nil. Is it six nil? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were five down after twenty. I think it was twenty. It weren't five or half an hour. And it did a six. Yeah. So. Um, so that, and then obviously the the gospel moment, like I said, like I know it. Stuff's happened after that, but the feeling I had walking out and scoring that first goal, they'll never get took away from me now. Yeah, I suppose they can take the points off us and. The attendance. Oh, the everything, the all, the all emotion of the whole day, I, I'll never forget. As long as it, it don't count, the goals have been took off me. So um, is, was that the biggest crowd you've ever played in front of them? Five and a half, yeah, just. We played a playoff final when I was at Numo's, it was about four and a half. Um, but yeah, five and a half's the biggest. What was it like walking out just in front of that massive South Stand? Well, uh, Brad, like I say, you can't hear. When you when we come out the change rooms, you can't really hear anything. You can hear like mumbles and stuff. And then the further you get down, and further at the end of the tunnel, the, the noise is like the noise is unbelievable. Um, and seeing everyone, obviously, I said on another podcast, it was such an emotional day. You looked at people crying, smiling. You looked at kids who probably the first time at gigging at a football game. Um, it was something I'll never forget. You mentioned before off camera, you looked at. Um, stood at the front. Yes, yeah, so on the first goal, I remember watching the goal back and one of my mates said he's the lad who's running down to the front with his arms in the air. So it's one of our fans, but yeah, that. I don't think you're the only yeah, one. No, can't drink, drink. <laughs> yeah, you've drink. you not too many beers that day, I think. Yeah, yeah just a couple. decent volley though back, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Do you not see it? About 80th minute, the ball came out of play. I volleyed it, hit the roof for the south side, came back down, volleyed it again. Stan went mental. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest share of the game. Uh, I hope it went. Oh my god! <laughs> so you got two, didn't you? Two in the first ten minutes as well. Yeah, because we was after. when we came out. I noticed, and it was it was natural. Everyone we was all. I felt after five minutes I couldn't breathe. Like the adrenaline, like felt like I was blowing. I felt like the, we started off quite sky like it was quite back and forth, and then I feel like the goal settled it down. Yeah. And then we got the penalty straight after, and was two and up, and I said to people like. On the day, Gossett probably couldn't have. They couldn't have done anything because the game was out of sight in half an hour and went three 0 up. Um, and after that, we just all enjoyed, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
the day. Um, but yeah, I got two. Well, I got two. I got none really. Oh, yeah, I know. I think Briggs has got the first yeah. goal back now. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. He still got the first red card. Actually, no, Briggs, he didn't. Because I scored against you, Toxter, at all. Yeah. Um, I said ah, that to Briggs. Ah, yeah, yeah. I scored against you, Toxter, at all. So I did score the first competitive yeah. goal back at gig, but yeah. it was. Made sure you took the game. Round. And actually, I like the Toxter goal. It's the one where I brought it down. It's a yeah. good goal. So, uh, uh, obviously, they took away the attendance as well, didn't they? That yeah. Day? So I looked on Northwest Campus, they've wiped everything. So. I think the only thing that counts from it was your red, wasn't it? Which I think they waited four weeks later. They waited till I was. They said that you were back fit. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was injured for five yeah. weeks, and the first game back, I got. Um, I got. But I'm to say it's my own fault. Too, so. Is so, it though? Really? It was. It was. I still hold to it. I didn't do anything, but it was stupid putting it in. It's one of them, minute I got done for three games. Um, Seems very strange and very harsh for the, the, the punishment to be retrospective and then obviously after you... The only thing I never got about the situation was that I got done on the balance of probability. So they're basically saying, we don't know you've done it, but we're going we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna to think you've done it. Um, but we moved on, obviously. I, got, I picked up the three games. Um, to be fair, I, I probably came back from my hamstring a little bit too early. Um, celebrating the West Didsbury goal probably didn't help. Um, could have definitely pulled it again. Um, in them celebrations, so the three games really, I don't know if I'd have been involved anyway. Give you a bit of extra extra rest. So extra you're rest. out injured at the minute as well, are you? Yeah, I've got a little tear in my calf, I did a scam. It's uh, a bit of a bounce like, Since my hamstring injury, I'm probably coming back too soon, probably in my own fault for telling the physios I'm alright, uh, and then I'm compensating how I'm running and stuff. And yeah, it's a bit of a knock on fat. Because I had the hamstring and then I had the adductor and then I've got my calf now, so it comes in free, so I'm just. We're not rushing this one at all. Like we said, when I, when I feel right, we'll probably give it another week. Um, but yeah, I'm not playing. It, it's looking like it'll be the new year. Right. So do you work closely with the physios then? Oh, the Alan, I see Alan and Alan and Aidan are my best mates at the minute. I see them all the <laughs> yeah. time. So I've got a really good relationship with them. Um, so they've been really good for me to come to training and the rehab. Like we treated like pro pro footballers. At, uh, yeah, that was like, one of my uh, questions. Like, what's the difference like in terms of the backroom staff and the support you get with injuries compared to? Other I don't know if this is the, the gaffer at the minute, but we, he's brought like analysis person in, someone who goes and watches the games for us. Like, so we get. Don't want to give too much away, but we get like a, a, a understanding of the team we're playing on the Saturday and the Friday night before. Um, so yeah, like I said, we, we treated like, like pro footballers, which we all want. Um, obviously, not the level that we want to be playing, but. Um, Everything around that, from walk on the pitch, it doesn't feel like we're playing in the cameras. So you were previously at Kurz and Ashton? I was at uh, Wyvern Shaw. I was at Kurz and then Wyvern Shaw. Um, I've kind of stayed non-league. Um, like As a kid, I was at United and, and places like that, but never really. I said I'm not a member of the podcast. My dad never really pushed me at that time. Like I just remember once I was at Carrington or the Cliff, I can't remember which one it was, and... Seeing all the United players walking with the, the kit on and I just had like my little Umbro gear on. I just remember crying in the car with my dad and he just took me home. Um, so I stayed around like grassroots. Um, filtered out a little bit when I went to Oldham and Sheffield United and then came back to Curzon when, when I was at youth team level and stayed around this scene. He broke through at Curzon onto yeah, si- the first team. Yeah, so at 15, 16 I was training with the first team. Um, the coach at the minute, who's the assistant now, Mark Bradshaw, said to the manager at the time, like, 
we think he should be involved and I went involved with Kurz and was playing games there and then I went to Sheffield United for like three, four weeks on like a, like a trail. Um, it didn't work out at the time. Came back to Kurz and then my dad just said to me, I think it's time to play men's football because it just felt right to... Because at the time I was going to... I kind of felt it away from football a little bit like, like rejection, like I think what everyone will feel and some people react differently. Um, so I chose to stick it out in non-league and then, yeah. 25 now so what was that step up like from youth football to men's football oh, especially non league massive like if you're a, if a young lad coming on loan to like a, a non league team it's, it's a fact that they'll be testing the, the character and everything by coming to this level and if they get through it and play well they're destined to do really well um, because academy football like there's no one watching like are people's jobs at risk not really and when you come into to play in, in the non-league, you, people are paying money to watch you, and you, if you don't play well, you're getting you're getting your pay sacked. So, yeah, it's a ma- it's a massive difference. So, being at Curzon Ashton, your dad was there as well. Wasn't yeah, it? my dad was manager. Um, God, so I was I was born in '98. I think he took over Curzon when I was five, um, and then they moved to the new ground, the same size stadium, which is just in Ashton. Um, remember, United opened it up. Ferguson came and sent like a team down which had like Pogba, PK, Rossi. I remember walking out with, I think it was PK or Rossi for the two, I told my dad to get me with someone who's going to be good. So I try and say PK because he won a few Champions League and a <laughs> yeah. World Cup. Um, so he was manager there for 10 years um, and then left to go to Hyde United when they were in the Conference North. Um, he won the Conference North in his first year. Um, they had a disagreement with the owner at the time and came out of football and then nearly got a job at Mac and FC United and eventually just um, decided to move to, like, buy a bar in Spain and move over there. So he, when I went back there this uh, start of last year or mid last season, it felt really good like going back to like a place I, I watched them for 10 years home and away and mm-hmm. my dad was like a big influence there. Like so many people love him there and still do love him there and it just felt a little bit too close to home like if we were playing away game at, for example, Kidderminster, and in when you're playing in the conference, they'll do write-ups of every player from the opposition team, and it felt like the write-ups was all about my dad. And sometimes I'd be reading it going out, and I just wouldn't be. I feel like it had knocked me off a little bit, and I weren't in the right mindset. Um, and I was in and out of the team, um, and I just pulled them and told them like I think it's a bit too close to home at the time. And I just want to go out and play football, and that's when I went to Wigginshaw midway through the season. Um, so yeah. Obviously, he did well moving on to Wigginshaw as well. He managed to score a fair few there as well. Yeah, I scored I can't, 25, I think. Um, I was just enjoying my football again, because like, I had a really good pre-season. Um, and unlike this year, I didn't have an injury last year at all. Um, so it was quite... It was, a, it was a really good year for me. And then obviously the opportunity came when Perry came back to sign here. And it was something I couldn't really turn down. So how did that come about, us, us guys signing you? Um, obviously I had a really good year and at the time I had a bit of interest from teams in uh, the league above and the league above that and I just said to myself I want to go away and have a think because I felt like I rushed it the year before because and, um, and just wanted to think about what I wanted to do and what was the right move for me and my mum always said like my mum was massive like, into my football, like, obviously my dad's not here now, but I spoke to my mum and she said she thinks it'd be good if like, I had something a bit like a project, like something like my, like my dad did where he stayed at somewhere for so long um, 
and then obviously at the time the manager was Andy Welsh he approached me um, just before going on holiday and I said I'll I'll have a think about it and let you know um, and then I came to gig one midweek um, he asked me to come down to meet everyone um, I remember my mum pulling up at the car park she was a bit like the hell and then um, we walked out onto the pitch and had a chat and then went into the boardroom and we just spoke about things but I knew I was I knew what decision I was making when as soon as I walked out onto gig um, and yeah it's been a right one and one I've obviously I've been up and down this year with my injuries but one I don't regret at all. How crucial do you think gig lane was because obviously as we were this is our first season back in AFC were playing in Radcliffe do you think if the same offer came when they were at Radcliffe and you went to like speak to Welsh do you think you would um, be as open as Gig Lane is I, across there? I'll be honest, I don't think if, if if they weren't back at Gig and it weren't Barry FC again, I don't think I would have signed because I I didn't know how uncertain that would have been if it stayed as AFC or what would have come about that. But when, when they said Barry are back and the official announcement came out, like the merger came through and then they was back here, it was 100%. But I can't say definitely no if I would have if they weren't here, but it, it probably would have swayed me not doing that. It's interesting, something that we've always wondered, isn't it? Mm. Obviously, there was a dropping down from the football league. That what pull do we have, and, and how much does it draw people in? And it seems to, especially with the new manager coming in and players dropping in now from like two divisions above. Oh, it's a massive factor, and I think if you listen to everyone's interviews signed for Berry, they'll all be along the same lines as what attracted you to the club. It's the fan base, it's the size of the club, and the following they've got. Um, but yeah, that's. I think we all know that. We all know that the level we're playing at at the minute is not where we want to be playing. Like you said, that a lot of lads have dropped down and a lot of lads have turned down higher offers. But it's our job now to put Berry back into where they belong, and I don't know where that'll be eventually. But in this current time, we want to go up again and then have a go again and then see where it takes us. I think that's how it feels. So you you've got lads dropping down or rejecting offers from them divisions above. Not only do we as a fan base and a club want to get to that level. So do you. So it's it's an opportunity for everyone. Like, yeah. if it, in three, four years' time, a similar group of lads, or it could be the same group of lads, because we've got such a good change room at the minute with players who who have played higher and will play higher. We could, in three years' time, be talking about us trying to win the league to go into the Conference North or go into the NPL Premier. Like, it's the name that we've all got. Um, but like I say, at the minute we're not there and we're not arrogant about that. We want to. We know where we are and we, we we know where we want to be. Yeah, I mean, I think as a fan base, before your time, but the the season we ultimately went bust, we we'd got promoted to League One, and I think a lot of the fans felt we could probably go on and give League One a good crack. Uh, the the sort of players we have, so yeah. we we definitely didn't sort of peak, but that team at the time was absolutely flying, wasn't it? And it only showed with the players who went and the manager went to Plymouth, and then obviously now they're in the Championship. Yeah. And the core of that squad got like well, we had some five or six that left Berry, went to Plymouth, and, and went back up with them, and then some stayed and went up again. Yeah, so. yeah. So I think we're probably craving that climb up the table. Yeah. Obviously, we are because Definitely. we're down at the level we're at. And yeah. as a fan base, we're used to League Two, League One mostly. Uh, so yeah, yeah. The sooner we can get back up, the better. Yeah, really. no. Jepson said that as well. Didn't he? he said that he could see us doing even better in the, the division above. Once we yeah. start playing against those better teams and on better pitches, that the team that we've got now is good enough to be up there and, and going. And that's like the the gaffer says that when he speaks to me. When you hear the lads about signing, it, he said that when he came in. He, he's not just signing a group now like to win this league. He's signing a group that can go and do well in the league above as well. Uh, 
and they've got I don't know what like, they've got a project they've got they're working on it and they've got what they know where they want to be. Um, um, it's just a puzzle we just need to get through at the minute and get through this league, um, which isn't isn't going to be easy, which is proving not to be easy. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the season so far, personally and as a team? Well, for me, I, I I've been so up and down with injuries like. It probably couldn't have been much worse for me. I started off such on a high and then turning my hamstring and coming down on a low, then coming back and then having another one. And now I feel like I just want to get through this year. I just want to go into the new year with no niggles and, and start again. And then for us lads, um, we'll openly say it's not we've we've been we've not been consistent enough. Um, we're dropping points. We're not we're not playing the way we should do. We, the way we're training and. We're not doing as much on the pitch, um, but we're confident with what we've got. Like we talk about it all the time, like we're not we're not panicking. Um, we trust each other. We trust the staff. We trust everything around that we're getting given to us. So we've, we'll get there. Confidence. I think Darius was the same when he came on, but then he's gone. Hopefully not too soon. I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that in the. Hopefully, I was going to say podcast uh, jinx. Ollie Jackson was the same, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was the most confident. Yeah, he was. He said that we were going to beat Scam 5 but Yeah, he did, and then we lost 2-1. <laughs> but I, I'm confident as well. I think, especially the, the period that we had, it was like October going into November, where we won like four games, four clean sheets, and we beat Kendall, West Injury. I feel like that was such a good run. And then, since then, we obviously had like the Vars defeat, and then we had like the Rams bottom game, which was the cup game I just feel like it's just knocked us a little bit for momentum with games being postponed as well it's just consistency you know, something we need to find um, like you said we had that good run and then the FA Vars knocked us a little bit because we was all confident not overconfident but we was all confident that we could do well in the Vars and go far in the Vars and see where it took us and it probably bit us on the arse a little bit because we might have overlooked Wickham away some lads are we don't know but I felt like it knocked us a little bit um, I don't think what helped us as well. We had the the games that got called off. Like was training really well. Was was getting ready for the games. Was looking forward to the games on a Saturday. Then it'd get called off, and then we'd be in again. And I just feel like it's knocked us a little bit. Obviously, the other day we've been beat one 0 but I don't know how we've lost the game one 0 Like we've we've all the stats came out the other day. They're over twenty plus shots, and yeah. on another day we we four 0 up at half time and. We don't lose the game one no, but we did lose it. It's disappointing. Yeah. Uh, so what was the attitude of the players and the manager with the Macron Cup? Was it you were planning on making a good go of it? He said before the game, like he, he made a few changes to give people a little bit of a run and get fresh legs in. But he said before the game, his aim is to win it, mm. um, which our aim was to win it. Like it was only a couple was in now. Um, obviously coming out of the bars and then the Macron Cup, we wanted to win it, and we said that before the game, and we said that at the start of the season. Um, it's not planned out like that. Like, all we've got now is the league, which some people might say is a blessing, but we're still utterly disappointed that we've, we've come out of that cup. How did you find the change between the two managers in terms of the way they train or game plan? Um, obviously, there's a change in formation. Uh, well, she played a four-four-two um, with me and Briggsy, which um, which is different to what we're playing now. Um, it's we're all about we want to keep the ball now as much as we can under uh, Gaffer and Tim, his assistant, um, and we work on that through the week and how we want to play. Um, so it was a bit of a change, a change that 
at the time we had obviously the gaffer brought his own players in which everyone knew at the time like when a new I've never been involved when a manager's been sacked before so it was a bit of a weird one um, and some lads obviously which is was normal was worried that the, the time's not going to it's going to come short um, obviously the gaffer when he first came and said it'll take six to eight weeks to implement how he wants us to play and it probably took about six to eight weeks before we could see it happening um, I think when we beat Barnolds at 7-0 people thought oh that's how we'll be playing. I think it was that we played. I honestly think we played better against Chan at first half of the day than we did at Barnes at first half when we won seven nil. Um, but obviously we, we scored early on and, and things happened. So we said it takes six to eight weeks. Um, and it was a, it was a change the the changing sessions because the way they want us to play it changed the way we trained. Um, but yeah, both managers are obviously doing really well. I know Welsh is doing really well at Geisley now and. The gaff we've got now has had such a his CV speaks for itself really, and everything he's won. Um, so yeah, I was listening to your podcast back in August when you were saying you were seventeen and walk into a change room full of scouts. Yeah, you feel like that's happened again. Well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> when the when the gaffer came in, oh, I was thinking, oh, we're gonna be we're gonna have a load of scouts here, and I can openly say now, I never thought I'd fall in love with a load of scouts, <laughs> but I have. Um, we've got such a. Uh, such a close group now and he had a close group before but obviously it's a, things changed people came in and yeah uh, I fell in love with the Lord of Scouts like I said <laughs> and I, never, I never thought that had happened um, but good group really good group we all we're all mates now like sometimes I always say if you don't have a good change room you won't you won't do well um, and that's why I, you said about confidence but I'm confident we do well because we all trust each other in, that, in the changing rooms yeah, it seems like a good bunch. I think that's been said as well. Gas Pete said that. So I didn't hear that the squad's become a lot smaller since the new manager's come in. But it just feels just feels right. It just feels like a tight, tight unit. Yeah, it's like Gaz is a top, Gaz is a top lad. And obviously, from that... That's what everyone says to us, though. Oh, Gaz is he's the best. But I, can't, I bet there's only four or five of us from Welsh's yeah. tenure to what it is now. And yeah, we've took, we took the new lads on well. They took us on well. And we've gelled really well. And... We had our Christmas night out on Sunday. Um, and I could tell you we do all get along because it was a really good night. Um, what time has he got home? Uh, I'd say a couple, about four or five o'clock. <laughs> Straight into training, though. I assume. No, he he give us he give us the night off. I thought it wouldn't have been a good standard of training if we trained on the Monday. Let me tell you. Were there any casualties on the, on the Christmas? No, day? there were no casualties. No one got injured. Um, a few headaches, yeah. um, but we've got enough time to recover now because we'll be in Thursday, we'll be in tomorrow now. Any, any liabilities? Anyone who'd had a few too many? Uh, you know what? We didn't have any. We didn't have any falling overs. We didn't have any like we've got to get him chucked out because we just because he was too smashed. I don't think there were many back doors, and I think not that's why I'll, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not yeah. going to name any names, but I think that's why a few of us are not in the in the good books at home because. None of us back all the, all the we, all, we, all came, we all came back yeah. early hours Monday morning, so yeah, there was no one back door it from what I knew. There was a few initiations, wasn't there? How did they get done? They've been done, I can't remember where they got done at, um, but they've been done. But I know a couple of lads didn't get in the place we were getting at, so we thought we were gutted because I remember walking into Albert's Loss and two of the lads who didn't get in, I actually like I didn't know them because I wanted to get in myself. <laughs> Like the bouncer's gone, who you're coming in with? I said, oh, it's just us three. I didn't want to look at the two lads who were there. Um, 
But you know what? They stayed out just as late as us. And one lad, Sam Burns, he walked in Schloss at uh, 10 to 2. And he went to get a drink at the bar and he said we're closing. And he, <laughs> we got in at 6. He didn't get in and he went to a bar down the road. And then a bouncer came up to me at 10 to 2 and went, there's a scouse lad here, your mate, do you know him? And I looked round and it was Sam Burns. He came in bouncing in and was like, your mate's closing, we're going. <laughs> um, but he stayed out and then... Yeah, it was, a, it was a really good night. <laughs> he did well, occupied himself then for a few hours. Yeah, him and a few others went somewhere else, but yeah, they all, like I said, no one backdoored it. From what I knew in Alex lost, no one backdoored it from there. So, uh, no training early on in the week. You train twice a week, is it? We train Monday, Thursdays. We don't train on a Monday if we've got a game on a Tuesday, which was a bit different under under Welsh. We would train on a Monday um, and prep for the game on a Tuesday. Um, but now the gaffer's took that away. Right, uh, Macca's not, not done that. Um, so it's just like I said, this week will just be Thursday, and obviously we've got the game away at Burst on Saturday. What, what are your thoughts on that game on Saturday? It's going to be different. Obviously, last time we went there, it weren't we? <laughs> a good place to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got a. Like I said, Matt was disappointing the other day, and we know what we need to do, and we know we've got to go there and win, but as well, we've got we've got to gain a little bit of confidence in ourselves to know that we can, we can play well. And I used the word before consistency. We need to find that now, um, so it'll be an hard game. Every game is quite, I say, when a teams are playing Berry, we feel like they are going to turn up, but I do the same. If I play, if I play for Bursko on Saturday and I knew Berry were coming with five, six hundred fans, I might have, I might not have a Domino's on the Friday night. Mm. I'm going to do everything I can to prepare well because all right, Berry are coming and that's not arrogance thing from us we, we speak about that it's everyone's cup final in a sense which is not a bad thing because the size of the club and the, and the fans are coming like you looked at seeing the stat the other day of all the attendances in the league everyone's attendance was like the highest was like near a thousand and then averages were like 200 yeah. so we, we're taking 800 away to away games and everyone's gonna sit the chest out and play a little bit, a bit better so i feel like thought like we went to scan that time Form goes out the window, I think, when we're playing teams. Uh, where Especially it might. with them being bottom as well. Uh, uh, yeah. Got nothing to lose. It's like it's set up to happen sometimes, isn't yeah. it? It's just mm. sort of fate. But yeah. like, the tendencies, you're right, because at the start of the season, obviously they're going to be higher because it was all starting again. But when we were going to places like Colne and, and things, it was like record attendances for those clubs, isn't it? Because we were going. You know, on a Tuesday night, wasn't it? Colne and, yeah. and, and yeah. Paddyham, they were Tuesday nights, and it was just like. I think you, was what you said, like, about saying it's like a cup final, I think. Opposition teams think we're saying that as a bit of a slide on yeah. them, and we're and not at all because we're taking I, the piss out of them. We're not. It's the, some of them come to gig, and you can see it in yeah. the players. Yeah. They'll score a goal, and the celebrations are crazy. It's fair play to them. Like and Ram United playing Berry, who'd have thought that? Yeah, five, exactly. Six years, years ago, we'd have been going to them in a pre-season friendly or something, wouldn't we? Yeah. Uh, same like even Rackley Borough, we used to always play them in a pre-season friendly. With like the first one, we'd go to them, even a lot of the time we'd be. Youth team or something, wasn't it? Going to that. Yeah, um, was it the two division sports? Flicker back in the day, uh, yeah. complaining about the pits. Yeah. Saying that we weren't playing on it. <laughs> Look at Rackham's no, pits now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a bowling green. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, and I always like try and say that it's not a it's not a big headed thing or an arrogant thing or an overconfidence saying that because say if we played Bolton tomorrow in a, in a, in a game, mm. we'd be like, it's Bolton like. We all got the same attitude in every game we play, but when there's a bigger crowd on, on and there's a bit there's more to it, you're gonna you're gonna put yourself yeah. up for it. Um, 
So it's nothing against them because I do the exact same. If I was playing, like I said, if I were playing the burst goal on Saturday, I'd be thinking the same. I'd be buzzing to play yeah. Barry. Um, that's and you seem I, like the sort of player that drives off that as well. I'm that sort I'm, of competitiveness. I, li- I like that. I like people say it to me. I know someone came up to me in Albert's lost the other day and said, I played against you last year. Um, I went, all right, he went, you're, you're a right prick. <laughs> I said, on the pitch, am I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not scared to say that. I don't, I don't want to make friends on the yeah. football pitch, but off the pitch, I'm, I'd say I'm, I'm, I'm totally the opposite. But when he said that, I said, right, well, I'll buy you a pint and I'll, I'll prove to you I'm not, I'm not a prick. That's fine. We always talk about, I don't know what game it was, but A block for the scene. I know, it, it was Liverpool, and you know yeah, what? Yeah. I'm going to say it, he deserved it because yeah. since the first minute he was kicking me yeah. and telling me and just saying stuff in my head. I've never met him in my life. And he was walking off at half time and we were all poor. He was going, look, they're booing you off, you're shit, you're, I bet you get dragged. And I'm like, I'm in the dug, I'm in the changing and all, the gaffer were talking and I'm not bothered to say it. I weren't thinking about him, I was thinking about this little this kid here, number two for Liverpool. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> number he was. He was right in front of me, wasn't it? Yeah. And I thought if I score here, right. So I scored the one and then I scored the two and I remember they started singing my song and I just said to him, If you close your eyes now, I said they're singing about me. <laughs> it was when someone was down injured, I think, weren't they? Because we were sat right there in yeah, front. Yeah. And it was like stoppage in play, wasn't it? And I remember I think you had your arm round him with like yeah. pointing to him and saying, Yeah, I didn't uh, listen. I don't regret that one, but he yeah, does he definitely think I'm a brick. Yeah. <laughs> you might bump into him in Slosh on the next Christmas, yeah. dude. Um, You'll have to tell him. But yeah, like I said, I like, that's how I get myself. Lads always say to me, I'm better when I'm a bit angry. Yeah. Um, but I've controlled that a little bit more this year. Um, but that's the way I'm tinning, said he'd hate to play against me. and Not because he might, just because I will just talk shit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think... I think certain players thrive off that. You see it at any level, don't you? Uh, yes. Players like Wayne Rooney, for example, at the top level, he was always better when he was angry. I the higher you go up, the more you notice that. The more ruthless people become and more, not arrogant, but people know that they're good and the people are, they look down at you when mm. you go like, I remember when I was at Curzon and I played away at Buxton and the centre-half played 300 league games in the league and he came on, he must have thought, right, who are you? He was kicking me, pushing me, telling me, all awful things that I'm not going to say on camera, yeah. um, but it's part and parcel of football. Like, as soon as you come off the pitch, unless you say anything which is which has gone too far, you, you shake hands. Um, mm. I actually did think I shook, I shook hands with that lad from Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, I guess if he was giving it to you in the first half, then he was going to expect it. Yeah, um, and it's happened. Listen, it's happened to me at Chatterton. I was giving it there centre half when I came off at two one. Mm. Um, then three two, ran right over to me, and after the game, I shook his hand like. Sometimes it, it helps, sometimes it's alright after it, sometimes it's not. Darius Palm said that about you. He said, um, I think was it was oh, one of the games yeah. that he made of debut or something, he said he'd come on, he was playing centre mid, and he said he'd skin someone, and then you went through him and stood over him and called him something like that. Yeah, nothing too bad for him. And Darius probably thought, you fucking prick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I called him a sort. I remember it, I think he did dive as well. Um, that was my first team. and then I, I didn't I, obviously that's the first time I ever met Darius in my life and then I signed for Withenshaw Town and I remember him the first thing he saying to me was you nailed me and told me I was soft. <laughs> told me I was soft. He, did, uh, he did say you had a roll around to, to try and get you booked I think he got me booked as well yeah I would trust that Darius <laughs> <laughs> you've played everywhere haven't you you've played I've seen you played in net once centre back 
Yeah, I played in that away at West Didsborough. Saved the pen as well, but we scored on a rerun. But I don't tell people that. I just tell them to save the pen. I got, you know what? Yeah. Their fans clapped me off. But it was a really hot day, and I, I, I end the keepers because it was a really hot day, and the balls come through to the keeper. And you know when you see keepers come out and they grab it like that and slide and looks looked quite poetic. It was a dry day, and I've come out and tried and done that. And I remember hitting the floor, rolling over, and then they're all grassing the gums. And all their fans from West Ditch who were calling me, not awful names, they were just calling me a tosser or something. Yeah, the standards. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they clapped me off because I made a save in the second half. I ticked onto the post and it, for 30 seconds I thought, I could be a keeper. <laughs> and then one came, the corner came in right after it, I went to catch it. The lad was behind me. I missed the cross and he had it in. Yeah. You say and, that about a hot day, though. I don't think I want to be a keeper in the middle of winter either. No, no. You can't, you can't do the camera stuff, can you? Like slide it around. No. The, fun, the funny thing was about that West Eastbury game, we were 2-1 down and we had a corner last minute and the manager said go up, completely forgot I was a keeper, I stayed up, so they <laughs> broke and I'm not running back and they've just gone and scored into an empty net and I forgot that I was a keeper. Um, I played centre half when I was younger um, but then they, they kind of figured out that I don't like defending um, and I didn't like heading it at the time and then I've, I've predominantly played in and attacking midfield all my life, um, and I can say that the Tim and the, the gaffer at the minute—that's where they see me playing. Because um, I've only ever played up front for nine months. We had an injury last year at Wivenshaw, so I went up front in a game in the second half and scored. And then on the Saturday they played me there and I scored that trick. And then on the Tuesday I scored that trick, and then I scored two on the Saturday after it. So it's kind of like they couldn't really not play me there. And obviously we played we played AFC at the time away and I played really well playing up front and um, speaking to one of the lads who was with Welsh, he said that's when we we decided that if yeah. next year we'd like to sign you. Um, so obviously it all came to Bury and I came here. But yeah, it's never a position I've played up front. Um, like I said, if I had to say my favourite one is probably like in midfield or just behind the front man or coming off one of the sides. Um, so yeah, attacking midfield. So is that where the gaffer sees you being now? Then I'm, I'm, I'll open that and say we played a game against Squires Gate at home, um, and I watched the game back, and I was I was dropping really deep, and it probably killed us at the time because we had so, so many chances that game and in good areas across the ball, and where a number nine should be, I wasn't there, mm-hmm. uh, and I was getting on it in in the areas and picking it up in the pockets and passing it, and I just spoke to Tim, the assistant, after it, and he just said. I made a pass in the first half and he turned around to the gaffer and just said, Ben, he's not a striker. Uh, and then he rang me the day after. So I, put, I told my doctor in that game, or I pulled my doctor, and he was just asking how I was and then he just asked a bit, a little bit more um, about where I've been playing and he said he knew, he never thought I played up front. Um, so yeah, they, that's where, they, obviously I can play as a nine, I've played there for nine months now and I feel like I've done well there, but... If I had to pick one, it's probably not playing there because I like, I like to get on the ball and I like to touch it. Um, I think very fans in general would probably, if you'd have asked 99% of them, they'd have said you were a 9. Yeah. So it's quite interesting to hear that, really. But that's where you see yourself and the manager does. So. Yeah. Especially now because the, the team formation and the shape sort of change in that way to have somebody in that position, whereas previously it was 4 4 2. Yeah, and obviously, I remember like my mates all send me like when we signed Deck from Erlen. Like we signed a front man, I was like, we needed a front man. Like, yeah. his goal scoring records, like something yeah, like silly. That. It's ridiculous. Uh, 
quickest hurricane tours was it 33 and that's ridiculous and then three hat-tricks I think in September and we needed that and that's yeah. what goals win your leagues um, and it's something we needed and the way we play we don't play really with out and out wingers we play like we say we want to keep the ball and listen when I'm back fit they'll, I'll, I'll know more when I'm back training but like I said I'll happen to play anywhere and wherever they, they think I'm best playing I'll, I'll, I'll play that and you can see that working with Declan as well because Longridge last week, last Wednesday, there was a lot where he was winning it and just looking to give it off yeah, yeah. to someone. And then if you're there, I feel like you get a real good partnership going. Yeah, well, I say hopefully, like uh, when I'm back fit and hopefully I can break back into the team uh, and we start winning football matches. And at the end of it, the goal that we all set out that we, we do, but obviously signing deck was massive for us because we needed someone who could score goals. Yeah, I think you could, like you said, you could see straight away he's a out and out strike and that's something I will openly say I'm not an out and out number nine yeah. because I've not got the instinct like the header he scored the other day I will I want to score that um, and, so, and I look back and when when Tim said that to me I went back and looked at back at all my goals that I've scored like this year and I think only two or three of them have been in like a six in the six yard box yeah. where a striker should be scoring 10 15 of his goals um, I wasn't really getting into them areas but um, like I said when I'm back we'll, we'll see you still scored decent amount of goals though, really, haven't you? I think you're doing yourself down a little bit. Still yeah, I've scored a lot of winning minus the, yeah. the two that the league. Yeah, so I'm on nine. I, I'm, you know what? I'm telling people I'm on eleven. Because then two count it. I was say it was thirteen. I think if it wasn't, it might have been thirteen. Yeah, it's thirteen. I thought it was in that eleven in thirteen, maybe. Yeah, and then if it was a bit, oh, if it possibly counted, then it would have been thirteen and fourteen. I think. Yeah, um, but when I look back at them goals, like the Utox that were one away, it's not a striker's goal. I was near the corner flag, and I've. Yeah. Come inside the one before it was, you could say it was a bit of a, a late run from midfield. Um, so a lot of them I'm, I'm scoring like when I look back at them they're not typical number nine goals and I think a lot of them are good goals. Yeah. which I'm not saying number nines don't score good goals. Oh well, no, number nines score ugly goals. And I score one against Squires Gate. Yeah, they're in the right. They area. all feel the same when you score, but when I. That that game was massive for me when I watched the game back because I was dropping really deep and that's probably. A th- as a number nine, you don't touch the ball as much as you want because you're supposed to be at the end of them. Mm. Um, where I, I, I'd say I like to, I like to get on the ball. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see the one that stands out. out for me was at the winner against Westeds. You, you had a lot to do there. Oh, that's my favourite goal. Yeah. Yeah, I let that. Whatever happens, I, hopefully I beat it. But that feeling, that goal was. When that ball came through, though, I just thought there's still so much for you to do. It wasn't easy. It was bobbling a bit, bouncing, yeah. wasn't it? And you, you played it in a top finish and a number nine doesn't necessarily do that. Your old school strikers, they get across the goal, don't they? they yeah. Score headers, score tappings. So, so yeah, yeah, I think that's probably my favourite of the season as well. It's my favourite, like, just because of the context of it, like, yeah. all the lads yeah. said, we came back in, they were fuming that we just went three hours, so I'm yeah. assuming we went three hours. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could score the winner in the 96th minute. Uh, <laughs> that's the best moment I've had in football. I say it tops the gossip one because it just everyone was gathering on going right, in that corner. Everyone was going yeah, right. Yeah, this all because we, because everyone was there. Um, the only downside was I did pull my hamstring again when I celebrated. I didn't think yeah, I didn't know why I ran right into the middle of the centre circle. Yeah, just went on like a loop and, and ran off. I guess even the Liverland game felt a bit like that because it's one all at half time, and I felt like we'd had so many chances and we just weren't putting the ball in there. And then it was down that end again, wasn't it? It was getting late on and you scored twice. I scored the header in the pen, yeah. but um, I came off tandem and I missed two in one game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we won't mention that. Oh, <laughs> it was a bad one. 
So are you off pens completely now? I'll take one tomorrow, I'll take one on Saturday, but... Back yourself off. I, I always, but... I think the latter would uh, say no. Yeah, the latter wouldn't agree. Gav Feats now, after that one at Rami. Yeah. You know what, you know, when he stepped up to that, I said, before he signed for us, I had a little scout of who he signed, and he scored a penalty at Staley Bridge last game of the season. It was yeah. exactly the same. So when he walked up at Rami, I said, his last penalty went stanchion. I said, he can't do it again. I said, it's on Rams bottom pitch. Next thing you know, he just put it in the stanchion. Yeah. He, st- he said that on the podcast. Yeah. He said that because he said it was his last game when he was on 49 goals. And he was, so it was his last game when he had to get 50. So he was like, however it happens, I'm going to do it. And then they got a penalty and he was like, I'm not going to. Yeah. And then he said that. He said it was exactly the same the Rami one. Yeah. Oh, it was a right penalty. Sam Burns scored his last two, though, so I think he's on... Um, yeah. yeah. He's on pens at the minute. I don't, know, I don't know how Deck... Um, yeah, true. Deck might want, but he did give it him at long... Yeah. He did give him at Longridge. Um, Must have been confident he was going to score himself after. It's a nice problem to have penalty takers that want to take them and can convert them as well. Yeah. Thinking, yeah, gone I, scored, I think I scored two before I missed the two. I say I missed one because I technically did miss one. Because <laughs> the first one didn't count. Yeah. And okay. I guess the one that you did actually score against Gloucester didn't count either. Oh yeah, so I've already scored one. I've already scored one. I've scored one. Definitely after. It's alright, you'll be better than Elliot at pens anyway. Yeah, we won't mention mine. I hate, I don't hate, I used to hate pens. Up until Glossop, I've never really been a pen taker. But Sage said he's having a pen, I said no, you're not, give me that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, then, I I'll, think it's a case of when you're playing number nine as well, it's almost expected of you, isn't it? To, 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 take, it, to take the pens, yeah. Obviously, going back to yourself before Berry, I feel like your dad had a, quite a big legacy in non-league. Yeah. Is that something that inspired you? Uh, yeah, my dad was like, you know, like when people say they've got agents and that. Like, I'll never have an agent unless I get to a level where I need one. My dad was, my dad was that. Um, I went and watched him from the age of four on and away um, to watching him win the league at Hyde and then. In watching me all the time and being such a big influence on me in football, I wouldn't have been playing football if it weren't for my dad. And my dad played at a, a very good level. Um, you guys at the back might remember him. Malcolm Allison signed my dad for Crystal Palace um, and then signed him to take him to City. Um, and every person I speak to around my area will say like how good your dad was at football. Uh, he didn't... And he always used to have these worries about me. Um, that he weren't strong enough mentally. Like he, he suffered a little bit of anxiety and stuff. And oh, I don't know if it would have been known as anxiety back there, but he struggled. He didn't have a strong mind back then, um, and ended up just playing for Hereford and then playing in non-league. But he was massive and always on my case. Like I said, it, he's my, he was my biggest critic. Like he either picked things out of the Glossop game that I didn't do well. Um, Getting injured, he'd, he'd say, you're not preparing right. And he'd, he'd tell me what I can be doing better or what I should be doing better. Um, and then before he, before he passed away in 2020, or October 2020, after he passed away, I think for like a, a month before that, I, were, I was kind of whittling out in football. A bit cold we came about. Um, and I was at New Mills at the time. Nothing against New Mills at the time. I wanted to be playing high and I got told I should be playing higher. Um, and then when he passed away, it just kind of like gave me the kick up the arse that I needed. Um, like I said, it, it was the worst moment. I, I couldn't, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Um, 
what we went through like when it first happened and what we still go through now. Like I know like I have such high moments, like say the gossip game. I was on such a high moment and then I'd have like a little bit of a dip because I'd think, oh well my dad I remember looking up at my mum in the stands and I'd think, oh, my dad should be there and then you have to kind of like balance it out because I can't think like that because if I think like that I won't succeed in things I do. Um, but he was a massive he was a massive part in my football. In my journey and he he continues to be a massive part in it. Yeah, it's good that you mentioned that in terms of the, the mental aspect of it. I think sometimes as a fan base, we're, we're stuck in thinking you're professional footballers yeah. and we go on social media and I'm just as guilty as anyone. Yeah. You know, there's, there's people talking shit about players and at the end of the day, you know, all lads. How, how's that aspect of it? Because as much as it's brilliant playing in, four, in front of 4,000... I know, players, like, lads have... I'm lucky at the minute. I'm not saying I've not played bad, but... I'll, the games I've played, I've played well and I've scored and obviously I've been injured. I think if I weren't injured, I probably would have had bad games where reaction could have come. Um, it depends on how you deal with it. Some people might not look. I think deep down, I think everyone will have a look. Um, but it's part and parcel football. Like I think if we was playing in front of 150, it wouldn't happen and people wouldn't look. But we're not. We chose that. We made the decision to sign for Berry and coming with Berry comes with. Um, You've got to, you've got, to, you've got not got to play well, but we've got, we've got, we've got to go out. Yeah, expectations on us, um, and if we're not living up to that expectation that game, it's people's opinions, and we'll give our opinions on. One of the lads might give his opinion on a Premier League football not playing well. He supports that team. You support Barry. The fans support Barry, and they've got an expectation, and they're entitled to it. Mm. Yeah. Would you say? Football's been like a positive influence on your mental health. Oh, massively! Like, if you're not, I always find pre-seasons the hardest like, times for me. Um, when you're not, just because your your mind's not occupied and you're not involved in the camaraderie, which can distract you sometimes from um, your anxiety, which I, I openly said in the podcast I suffer bad with. Um, mine's a little bit different. It's a little bit like health anxiety then jumps to a little bit of OCD uh, where I've become obsessive with thinking I might I might have a lump or something and at football you, you're coming away from that because my mind's not thinking about feeling around my body for something it, it's occupied on playing football and then after your game you're not thinking about it because you're recovering and then you know you're training on the, the Thursday and then after the Thursday and the Friday you know you're playing on the Saturday but when you stop playing, you've not got them things like you can go to the gym and you can you can occupy yourself in that ways. But it's not it's not the same. Um, and I think mental health in football and in 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 the whole aspects of life, I think there's quite a bit of a stigma with men men and mental health. Um, there's a video that Norwich brought out on Mental Health Day, which was like such a powerful video. Uh, and when when I watched it, I got upset because it's not the people you expect and. At times you might notice someone not not being themselves, but at times it's not the people you expect. Like it could be the, the loudest man in the room who you would never think is going to go home and have his problems. And I think that's why it's best about speaking out and involved in football. Like I went for a meeting like at the start of the season with the league and stuff, and they said they're like the proud sponsor of mental health. And I think there's not enough, and that's something like next year. I don't know if I want to try and uh, and get the message out where someone's coming in and having a chat with players because um, people might not know what anxiety is. Before my dad passed away, I just I used to be that person in school who'd be like, oh, 
they're saying they've got anxiety, but it's a bit of attention seeking. And that's naive of me at the time, but I've noticed like since we've passed away, it's it's not it's a real thing, and it people do suffer with it. Um, and I just think yeah, there's a bit of a stigma with men as well, but especially in sport, I think if people went round to clubs and spoke about it, and then there was a a pathway to try and help that and help people out, I think the game would become so much better. So is there not much of that at the minute? There is much of that now, but I just don't think it. I don't in non-league. I don't. I don't think there is at the minute, and that, and I don't think there is because the amount of people who, who take their own lives in in football and people we won't know because it won't be public, pub, like published. But it's massive, and I think speaking out and telling someone like even if it's a council, even if it's someone coming in and you find out through one of your teammates, like I speak to like that's why I say I love the scouts lads. I've got quite close with a couple of the scouts lads that were. We're on a level where we're telling each other about each other's backgrounds, and one of them might have, one of them noticed I wasn't right. Oh, you know what I say? I say Gaz Pete noticed that he's not a scout. Gaz Pete noticed that one training session I just worked myself, and he texted me after the, the training and rang me. Like, and I just think people pick up on these things, and if you speak more, I don't say necessarily people coming to your your club and and speaking about it. I think if you speak among your peers about it, it's helped me massively because people are aware of it. Um, and I'd love to know that, and I know there is like people, other people who struggle. And um, when you know that, you, you you become more closer as well. Like I've become so close with certain people, as in Gaz Pete, where I speak to him more more than I speak to my mum at the minute. Um, <laughs> I just think it takes it back. It, it, when you when you nil nil in a game and you see oh. Gaz Pete struggling because he might have tired legs because he's just come from work on a Tuesday. You, you rally round to try and get people through that because you know you know a little bit more about them. But like I said, like next year, I do what I, I don't know what what that is, but I think in football it should be more of it's being made aware of, and, I, and it probably is. But I'm just not noticing it, especially in those lower leagues. There's probably not none of it. Whereas the, the, profession, the professional game, they've got funding and clubs will probably pay for things like that. Well, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think you're right in what you say. It's not necessarily something for the league to do. It's something that. The club could look at you've got Benito saying it now, he's one of the players. What's to stop the board seeing if they can get somebody in to speak to the lad, even do something with the fans to to bring that awareness around? We don't necessarily need to wait for the league to tell us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like I said, it's something I want to not, I want to be the person to say, but I think it's a, it's a question that needs to be asked around everywhere. Like, is it talked about enough? Um, and how we can. Um, not better people but help people out because that's the word help and no it's not a word that you want to use and I say that's why there's a stigma in men because it's not a word you want to say as a, as a man as a, I'm a bit of a jack the lad mm. to say to someone you need help might just dent your, your pride a little bit and your ego um, but I did it and like I said it's, it's helped me massively in football and everything about football helps me massively mm. yeah I think it's a good thing to start from like I said Something definite to the definitely for the club to look at potentially. Uh, I suppose a podcast like this bringing awareness for it might hopefully do something like that. So, uh, you enjoying your time at Berry anyway, and a Brighton out. Oh, I love it! I, I going to the games like I know I'm injured at the minute. I expect I, I want to go to every game. Um, just seeing the fans and it's a little bit different about non-league that. We probably didn't have when you was in the league. We're in, we interact so much more with the fans. I think that's just non-league in general. 
you interact with the fans because there's not hundreds and hundreds of stewards stopping you from going up. It's non-league. It's there's not got not that to stop us. So forming a relationship with the fans and like I said, like when you it was easy to do that after you seen the emotion at the first game and you seen the emotion through the whole season. Taking our time out to people who've not watched football in the town for four years, it doesn't cost us anything. Um, like I said, I, I, I love every minute of being there. Yeah. Especially like the kids who were coming now, obviously at the start of the season, there was like the open training session and kids came down and got season tickets and things like that. Some of those kids will literally not know the difference between new and some players playing in the league as well. Like, they'll literally look at you like the heroes. I said, I said that's the word I use. Like, after the West Digby game, there was like a five, six-year-old outside I'm not a Premier League footballer, but they support Berry, and they'll think Berry the best thing in the world. And I have scored the winner that day, and they're thinking I'm the the best person. Like I seen a kid the other week, like was generally shocked to see me. Like it was yeah. a mascot, and he looked up at me, and I'm like, I'm just a normal person. But to that to that little lad, I wasn't a normal person. Though. Probably just as nice for you as it is for me. Oh, I, and like I said, when you're living like that's what it feels like to be a pro. Yeah, and we're living like we're living a football life at the minute, which is like a like as a pro would um, because of the the following and the fans. But mm. yeah, like I said, it's I'll never I've not regretted the move but for half a second since signing. Some of them have spotted you in Red Cube on Saturday night. Yeah, they did. I, I don't know how much I remember it, but I just remember walking out and hearing my name and just remember like going in a picture like that. Yeah, we, got, we got a picture of it, didn't we? It must have been dark because the girl took no flash on it, so it was definitely a dark photo. <laughs> Sat in the answer. Yeah, I was like, getting packed all the time. Oh, yeah. I remember it was the. You talked at a game, I'll tell this story. Like, I was in the. Come off the motorway at Berry. Um, in the, not the town centre, but like where all the shops are, just coming off the roundabout. And I'm just there, like, I just checked my phone for one minute. Next thing you know, I'm like, on my car window. <laughs> Up to my left, put my window down, this guy went, Ah, oh, but he's scoring that trick today. <laughs> yeah. Cars are beeping, he just got out of his van <laughs> in the middle of Berry. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was mad and, like, you enjoy it. Like, if I was playing anywhere else in this league, I wouldn't have that. And even the league above and league above that, the following's unbelievable. Um, in there, all of it. What about the opposition fans? What about the uh, the Withershaw Town fans who called you a bird? Oh, oh, yeah, very nice, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> but like the first thing, I, I just thought I'll post it on a. You know what? Through that game, there was a corner in the first half, and I, I spotted him straight away giving it dog's abuse. <laughs> and I, I don't know why. Uh, well, I do know why, because I signed for Berry, but yeah, it, it didn't end well. <laughs> it didn't end well from that yeah. video, because when I posted it on. On Twitter, um, he probably would have watched that and thought, why, why the fuck have I said that? <laughs> everyone was giving him abuse, weren't they, as well, yeah. him up. It's all part of football. Yeah. We were a massive fan of that tweeted where it was saying, biggest club in non-league, Oldham. And you were like, no, no this is yeah. the picture of the South Sun. Well, that's one of my favourite photos, that's the West Edge game, that. And I say that because, obviously, what Berry fans have been through... Um, the last four years and from now to to come out in such numbers, um, still now I'm biased because I play for him, but they're the, they're the best fans I, I know. Apart yeah. from Arsenal, because I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, so yeah, we second, not second to Arsenal. Seen a few tweets. Got two yeah. titles at the end of the season. Hopefully. Yeah. Which one would you prefer? Not just counties. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take the counties now if it meant Arsenal got relegated. 
I just don't know about relegated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd, I'd, def- I'd definitely take um, us winning the league. Um, Are you confident on that? I'm confident with the group of lads we've got, yeah, and I don't want to say that with arrogance, but yeah, I, I am confident we will do that. Um, but we'll, we'll find out at the end of the year. Yeah, I think we'll, the, within short game is going to be a, a big one. We can clip this when <laughs> at the end of the, end of the year if it happens, if not, don't. Yeah, we'll don't bring you back up. Wally Jackson came on and said we'd smash. Uh, it was 7 0, he said. 7 0. Yeah, we, we lost 2 1. So. He was like, as soon as that first goal goes in, it's just going to be goals, yeah. goals, goals. <laughs> he was suspended as well, so I blame him. Yeah. I was trying to play it down on the podcast. I said to him, like, Obviously, bottom of the league, but they're not always the easy ones. It can be quite difficult. I know, know I could tell Jepson would have gone mad. And I went, what, you, what do you think? What are your thoughts? He went, we'll smash him. Yeah. Second, yeah. Jep always the. I don't want to say the word. He's not as educated as anyone else. He got. This is a. And he's going to kill me for saying this, and I'm sorry, Oliver. But he got cramp in his. Uh, quad at Kendall and pointed to his calf. <laughs> um, so he, he says some comments which we all have to bring up because some of the comments he makes are, we always say, you're definitely from Stoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quick fire questions, should we get into them? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got them on my phone here so I'll fly through for you. Don't necessarily have to be quick fire. Okay. If you need to think about them, some of them are pretty easy. Uh, first up, best player you played with? Gatsby. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't have to be a very player, by the way. Um, best player I've played with? When I was at Curzon, there was a lad called Connor DeMaio. Um, oh. Never played with anyone as good as him. Um, he was at Sheffield United as a kid. But then I, I heard about when I when I was at Sheffield United. That obviously I trained with. I think David Brooks was there and Aaron Ramsdale was there at the time. Um, but I, I played with Connor for for all the pre-season and ten games into the season, he's the best I've ever played with. He's just got a really bad knee injury now. He's at Matlock, but ability-wise, he was the best. Nice. Uh, Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Any expansion on why? I agree with you. I could yeah. argue everyone in the world watching this. Yes. Oh yeah. If Messi's better than Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, strongly. Ronaldo is unbelievable. I remember Jamie Carragher made a point, and it's the best point I've ever heard. Like Ronaldo does things that other players do on an outrageous scale. Messi just does things that no one else can do. Yeah. Um, and I honestly think if you. United fans will say Ronaldo because they put, he's probably given moments they've had or yeah, yeah, he's played for him. But if I watch football with my eyes, I always have arguments with my mates like, ignore stats, watch football with your eyes. You can't, I don't think you can watch the two of them yeah. and say the other's better. I agree. So said that. Are you all messy? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you. I mean, people might not agree, but. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm not. It's messy over Favourite away ground? To play at. That I've played at. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Isle of Man right because I played there in the playoff final we got beat but it's the only place where you can your away day is 
you've got a night out and a stay over, yeah. so you, you've got a little holiday. You'll be forward to it this year. Well, yeah, year. We're, all, we're all talking now in the group chat. Like, I think if you like it anyway, come February, you'll, you'll love it. Um, a thousand Berry fans. That's exactly yeah. like, and we'll, we'll bump into 980 of you because oh, of how small the place is. Um, I'm not looking for, I'm a bit of a bad flyer, me. Going over there in February is not looking for because you'd fit two of the planes in this room. Oh yeah, they're not big. They're tiny, not yeah, big. Yeah. And Jeppo, Jeppo's really worried. He's <laughs> contemplating getting on a ferry, and I've told him getting on a ferry in February will probably would just be as worse. Yeah. Two in the morning. So he said he might get an easy jet over the week before and have an holiday. <laughs> 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 um, that's the only thing I'm not looking forward to. But Isle of Man's been my favourite away day. Um, I suppose he's from Stoke, so it'll be. Pretty nice for him in the island. <laughs> <laughs> a week away the sun. Um, so Isle of Man is, is my, um, my favourite away day. I played at like nice grounds like when I was at Kirk Kidderminster and places like that, but yeah, it's Isle of Man. Leads on to the next question. Worst away ground? Lowerbrack. Any expansion on that or does it speak for itself? Can we just put a picture here on the podcast of Lower Breck? <laughs> Nothing against Lower Breck. I've only I've been there on a Thursday night when I played Lair last year, and I rushed back from work, which probably didn't help. And then the whole warm-up smelling cannabis probably didn't help as well, <laughs> because it was like a couple. I think we went two 0 We went three 0 down after fifteen minutes. I was still adamant. I said to the lads that didn't help like in the warm-up. <laughs> Too chilled out. I've never been there in one either. We got beat obviously when I was injured, but yeah, Lower Breck. Nothing against Lower Breck. It's a lovely place, but I just didn't like that way. If you could have one dish for the rest of your life, what would it be? Pasta. Only because my grandma, I'm half Italian, so my grandma would uh, strangle me if I didn't say that. <laughs> she probably won't watch, but uh, <laughs> I think enough. it's pasta anyway. Right, fair enough. Go to karaoke song slash initiation song. We'll hold you to that Iron Man as well. Yeah, I'll sing it loud and proud. <laughs> um, I like. Juicy by Biggie. I've got, I feel like I can rap that quite well. Um, feel like you can, or can. I can actually, I've been practicing my car plenty of times. Um, Ready for it. Yeah. Going old school, I like um, Englishman in New York by Sting. I can sing that very well. I don't, I don't want to say I think I sing it very well. Um, or Mr. Bojangles, these three there. He's naming them all now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sing all three now. You're in a full set, <laughs> Next one, uh, worst dressed in the club. <laughs> you've got. To, you've I'm going to ask you. Why. I'm going to ask you who you think it is. <laughs> to be fair, I saw Gaz Pete in a full tracksuit out in Whitefield on Saturday night. <laughs> you know what? I feel bad saying this. But oh, it's definitely Jeffo. Is it? <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> Jeffo. And um, not it. Well, well, it Doyley killed him about his trainers one week, like. Just absolutely battered him. <laughs> no, he just had a pair of trainers on that Nike one that were weren't white, and they just were <laughs> one lace was tied, one lace was sucked, like weren't tucked in. And the week later at Ramsbottom away, Charlie weren't there; he was away. And Jeppo walked on Rami's pitch with a pair of what were white, but were now <laughs> Magnolia Reebok classics. <laughs> and all of us was like Jeppo, what classic. are they? And we all took a video and said to Doyle, guess who? And he just put <laughs> Jeff up. You know what? He did. He, he, he had his Christmas too on. He looked quite nice on Friday. 
And he, he, had, he had a bit on a Saturday, but I just say in Jeppel because of his training selection. Right. Start the season, Best dressed. Can't be yourself. Say Dyler. Dyler's got Dyler. Yeah, Apart from me, Dyler. Harry Wright's got bad gear as well, actually. I'm going to go back to that. He wore a pair of Timberland working boots to the night out of the night. And everyone said, have you got work in the morning? <laughs> Uh, Nando spice level. And between two, I love Nando's. If I didn't say pasta before, Nando's is my. I could live off Nando's. Go on, then. Give us your order and your spice. It's. Uh, I'll go medium thighs with peri chips and spicy rice. And then I think if you don't order halloumi sticks with your Nando's, there's a, you've got a problem. Nothing controversial in there. No. Yeah. What about the new, the new dirty fries that they're doing? I've not had them yet, but now you've said it, I might stop on the way on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've not been yet. I tried the mac and cheese and I didn't like it. Sprouts on your Christmas dinner? Yes or no? Yeah, because I don't think you can taste sprouts. Then, yeah. There's not, not really a taste. I don't think there's a taste of sprouts. It might be the amount of gravy. They might be the amount of gravy I put on them, but I, I can't. I'm going to say a sprout, yeah. Choose a teammate to score a penalty to save your life. That's Pete. That's Pete, top bins. Yeah. And I think he'd want to save my life because he missed me. Yeah, nice bloke. <laughs> He's a good bloke. It's not going to miss. No. It? If you had to choose one of us three to take a penalty to save your life, who would it be? I'm only going to choose the person who scored a gig. So I will choose myself. We're <laughs> well, running down against Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We did tell you about it. I had a chance to see his free kick that time at Gig Lane. 30 yards, stood there like Naldo, and it trickled. Yeah. 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 Tried to knuckleball it. <laughs> don't think it came off the floor. <laughs> yeah. uh, last one. Rank these three in order of hardest to easiest. Nine dart finish. One four seven at snooker. Or a hole in one in golf. Hole in one's the thirty is the I'd say is that easiest. Easiest out of the three. It's not easy. I play golf, it's not easy. Mm. I'm gonna say the one four seven's the hardest. And I'll put nine down a second. Only because it's one four seven's longer. It takes more concentration. I love I love all sports apart from Cricket. I like cricket. I could watch the big ones, but I love snooker, I love Ronnie, I like these new documentary, but I'd say 147. Because I have it at 118 darts. I'm not saying I have it at 9 darts, but I have it at 118 darts. I will never, ever have a 147 in snooker. You'll probably never have a 9 darter either. No. But I, I do agree. No, I've not had a hole in one. Hitting the green's good for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you can have a hole in one like a par three. Yeah. For example, Any, yeah. I'm not saying anyone could have a hole in one, but it's one, it's one. Looking so you're hitting it yeah. once, like. Yeah. There's more consistency with the other two. With the one plus, what would you, do you agree? I'd agree. I'd yeah, think yeah. that's harder. I think they're on par, but I just think because the one four seven is a little bit longer. The only thing is nowadays, nine darts, nine darts, perfect darts with 10,000 pistol idiots behind you. There's a lot of That's the one there. thing I would love to watch at, um, Live at a sporting event is a nine data. My mates in Amsterdam went to watch it and all the bet on a nine data. Yeah. And they were in Amsterdam and I think I can't remember who it, it might have been Aspinall who hit it and they said they, they celebrated it more than yeah. they've ever celebrated yeah, a goal in football. Yeah. 
Pixel. I think it happens more often as well than a 147 as well, doesn't it? I know yeah, Sean, Murphy, Sean Murphy got one last week before they needed the shootout. Yeah, it's, like it's so happened, bad. But yeah, nine darts now. Pretty weak, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's some over the next couple of weeks. What's your golf handicap? I say I get a shot on all one, play off 18. Yeah, I, I used to be a horrific. Over summer, um, I played so much. I've not played since I've I pulled my adductor. I said to myself, I won't play till the new year. Uh, I don't really play in winter. I love a golfer. I'm a nice. I, I like wearing shorts and a polo, not a snood and a hat. I'm after the episode two of the podcast on the golf course. Oh, well, that yeah, round, yeah. yeah, that that. Yeah. yeah. That'll be pressure. Yeah, we'll just keep the camera off when I play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't play golf, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't even go to this. We could all be in the yeah, yeah. Moving on. Shake a shout out. Yeah, so we do a shake a shout every week. It's just usually for a fan or somebody um, related to the club, just to highlight some good things that they're doing. Uh, and this week it's for Alistair and Martin for coming down and recording for us. They're behind the camera if anyone's yeah, wondering. Yeah, they've yeah. come down to uh, record for us tonight. So yeah. thank you very much. And not only tonight, I think. Last three years, the work they've done at Gig Lane to get the stadium where it is now, for everyone to be back at Gig Lane, I think I'd say everyone owes them a pint if you see them, yeah. So thanks for all your hard work. And also thanks to David and his missus for coming down tonight to let us in out of hours. So yeah, much appreciated to everyone that makes Thank you. Keeps yeah. the stadium going. Yeah, absolutely. And before we wrap it up, uh, shake on it. So a few weeks ago I did... For every goal we scored at West Didsbury, I'd do a shot the week after. And okay. it was Kendall away, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was three, three, three wasn't two. it? Yeah. And we were winning one now with about five minutes to go. Yeah. So <coughs> I think you I've agreed to agree. one. So I'm not I'm not in the next two games because I'm away. So I'm gonna be at Liverpool, so I've agreed to do for every point that we get over the next two games, I'll do a shot at Liverpool. So I'm gonna be six max. Hopefully six. Six minimum. Six, six, hopefully, yeah. I mean, I'd happy. I'd be happy with it as long as we get two wins. How many games do you miss? Two. Two. So six the first goal is on press switch. Two wins, hopefully. Yeah. I'm not going to do goals across the both, just in case. It yeah, we need to mix it up, don't we? Yeah. And that might just end up being too many. We might have a 7-0 or something. Yeah, like so if anyone then. sees Danny at <laughs> uh, AFC Liverpool in a bad way, you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> you probably will do anyway, regardless. But can we get one from you if you score a certain amount of goals by Alan Man? Um, so what am I on now? Um, when's Alan on third? Yeah, so yeah. seventeen. How you're many between now and then? Right, so I'm on eleven. Assuming you are on eleven, and not thirteen or nine. Eleven's <laughs> um, in the middle. Oh, I'll, do, I'll do anything, mate. So, shot wise, <laughs> I won't do anything. Um, say if I'm not on. Say if I'm on 11. If I'm not on 18, I will uh, do. Seven shots. So, how about for every <laughs> goal see. you're off, you do a shot? So, if you score, what, 13? You're yeah, five off, five. you do five shots. For every goal I'm over, you gents have to do two shots. Alright, that's a deal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exclusively on yeah. the Mighty Shakers podcast. Yeah, you go. yeah. And you've got to perform all three of the songs you've named before. <laughs> I, 
that will do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that will come after the shots anyway. Yeah, right, well, before you go, we're going to get a score prediction off you for um, Saturday. Bursco? We will keep a clean sheet and we will win 3 0. Goal scorers, do you want goal scorers? Because yeah. we spoke about him so much, I'm going to go Jeppo. Yeah. Deck Daniels too. Danny? I'm going to go 2 0, I think. Goal scorers. Solid 2 0 win. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go Daniels too, I think. I think he's going to. 4 1. Scarra's Rick 2. Daniels too. I'm going 2 1. Daniels, Connor Coleman. Yeah, looking forward to it. Right, well. Assuming they're both fit to play. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Cheers, Benito. You're very, very, very welcome. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure. Enjoy yeah. it. Thanks, gents. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next week.